Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor, and your co-host, Julia Canton, is a therapeutic coach. Together, they discuss various topics, providing a different perspective on life and insight that you are not alone. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back to the show. I know the last time that Julia and I have spoken was about a topic of my two cents on the self-love coming out in July. And one of the things that's so fascinating is getting to talk to other authors that are contributing to this book. And I have Dina Fortune with me today. And Dina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So one of the things that I am interested in, and a lot of times our audience is interested, is what got you into wanting to be a part of writing in this book? Wow. Uh, So first of all, self-love is part of the journey of life, I feel. I looked at this um, opportunity when I saw it, I was just like, I got to do this. And I was already talking to Missy Lee about something else. (laughs) I feel like I'm changing the perception of like what is self-love and I was like well this is a really great topic I really been wanting to write more and change the way that I see my communication skills because I feel like they've been really warped and (laughs) and so when I saw this I was like well this is a great opportunity and a great why for me to start writing again and fall in love with writing and write for a purpose that's bigger than me. That's interesting that you say to, to write a big, you know, uh, for a purpose that's bigger than you. You know, I met Missy Lee through Julia, who's the co-host of course, and we wrote together in a book called Online. And so how did you get connected with Missy Lee? well do you want the long version or the short version (laughs) well our podcast is only about 25 minutes so we might have to go to the short or we can expand it just go with it well um i am actually collaborating on another book with um another beautiful soul who also collaborates and is doing uh, other books with missy um and her name is rochelle and so uh, Missy is actually uh, working with us on this other book. And um, so Rochelle introduced us and I immediately fell in love with Missy the first time I met her. I'm like, oh my gosh, so amazing. And so, yeah, because they were already collaborating and I met Rochelle through another Zoom call and we just instantly connected. And it's just like, all been divine alignments, really. Fascinating how our personalities come together by by Miss Lee, you know, and other those uh, publishers that like to bring together, and it's it's unique how we're able to convey our thoughts and what we're. 
tell, talk to us a little bit about it. You say you want to write a little bit more to hone in on your communication skills and things like that. What do you find when you're writing about your chapter for self-love? What is it that really gravitates to you to that pool to write about your self-love? Well, I feel like it's kind of been like a rewriting of like, how do I want to see myself and how do I want to tell like, what are the key points? And like, it kind of brought me back into looking at the span of my life, my perception of myself and who I really am, I feel like started to converge through the writing. Like, well, so I was doing a couple of things. I, I, one moment I'm writing, I'm just letting go. And I'm just like, let's just do this. And in another moment, I'm on the phone and I'm just speaking it in. And I'm just like, okay, so I'm going to transcribe this. And I just verbally went into a whole thing. And I don't know if I'm answering the question, but you know, the thing is, is the way that I've always pretty much written, it's like very much throwing up on paper and then finding the connections. You know, that's funny you say that because in my <laughs> therapeutic practice, I talk to my clients about what I call doing diarrhea to the brain. Yeah, just let it flow. And so I try to explain to them the healing process of just being able to word vomit. Don't worry about anything. We'll find the connections later. Do you, do you find that's accurate and true that, that it kind of helps detox your brain and find some type of healing? I do because like once you like look at it and you're like able to like <laughs> get it out of your brain and into something that you can look at, it's like, it's kind of really fascinating because then you can look at it as like the observer and you're not having that emotional, that same emotional, maybe perhaps at least, you know, for me, I'm, I'm like, oh, it's like fascinating. It's like a puzzle to put together. And I mean, I always kind of thought of myself as like a, a connector of dots. And, and if you were to see my art, it's kind of crazy, but that's how I process is through art. So been um, a journey of like seeing things from a different perspective, but yeah, like mind dumping. And, and, and one of the people, he taught me about mind maps, mind hmm. maps. Okay. And I found it brilliant. Just get all the stuff and just type it all. And then you can like see and rearrange it. And so is it more like a, like a puzzle pieces that you're talking about that you just put out there and you just tie them all together and it makes one big masterpiece. It's more like you get like a document on word and you just type in all the, all the thoughts and then you can rearrange them. How does I mean, that help? You write it out or write it out like on right. like a piece of paper and then like you can just then rearrange it and draw lines to it and stuff like that. So for you, what do you find that's therapeutic that helps kind to calm your soul, so to speak, or bring some peace about uh, your inner self to give you some self-love? Is it through writing, through painting uh, or, or both? Both. I would say both and Sometimes I combine them actually, and I'll like 
put words and create a poem and then I'll put words in it and then I'll create the image and sometimes like I combine them like I said but you know my painting is my number one go-to okay after that it's automatic writing where I allow my my soul self to write through me and giving her my and my inner child a chance to speak and communicate so that's like very soothing for me and just like to sit put on some music even doing some dancing and then the dancing I can get like a little more wild and then I sit down and I paint because I like the the dancing around kind of gets me in the in the flow moment yeah yeah in the in the flow exactly you read my mind and uh yeah so it's like kind of like a multi-dimensional experience like i kind of it's like getting order out of chaos you know it's interesting that you said the word inner child it's almost like a sesame street word in therapy inner child you know that's the word we're going to hone in on and when you think about this inner child that you deal with how do you uh find that inner child so that when listeners are listening to our podcast they're able to uh understand this uh inner child moment that you were having well the best way i can explain it is when i actually started talking in one of my funny voices (laughs) okay and i just let her speak through me it's kind of like i'm literally channeling like uh and i just like kind of free flow with it and have fun and just get a little silly or like if she feels hurt, you know, if something triggers her, then I can do some writing to let her like write it out. And and then I can process it or I'll process it through painting. But it's like giving her like, you know, almost speaking to her basically, speaking to her as if like she's sitting in the room with you, just even though you can't see her, she's there. I so, sound funny when I say this. Oh. No, I think it's fascinating because I think that we don't give ourselves enough permission to get in touch with our uh, inner child. You know, the concept of the inner child, it comes from the psychology and often refers to the childlike part of our unconscious mind. So you, the way you tap in is dancing or, or those things. And, you know, the inner child is at... Uh, forgiving free spirit part of us that feels experiences life as a child. Uh, we're carrying the, the, the innocence and the joy and the creativity uh, and the wounding of our past. And oftentimes in therapy, I use what's called the inner child to refer to the reference to trauma, abuse or neglect that's happened that often gets tend to shut down and, it is important for us to stay connected with a sensitive part of ourselves that uh, our inner child can be a representation of ourselves in multiple points in our childhood. And we can have an inner childhood from various ages. So when you say you kind of tap into your childhood, uh, what age are you referring to for you? I mean, I never really 
broke it down that far, it's kind of like, oh, if I were to feel into it, I think a lot of times it's like my seven-year-old, sometimes it could be my teenage, my teenage, my like early teen, uh, but it's just like the essence of her, you know, like mm -hmm. it could be like at any, any age, just like she's there and acknowledging her because I feel for a long time, I didn't feel like I could. And now because I feel this um, purpose of assisting others with doing it for themselves, it just mm. naturally came out of me. Uh, that it's just like a very fluid thing. I don't, um, it just kind of, she's just there and it goes in and out because a lot of times I'm, I'm here and then I'm there. <laughs> like, no, I mean, uh, one of the things I want to try to draw out a little bit more because yeah. it's going to play into that dragon part a little bit that we're going to talk yeah. about a, a little bit later. One of the things that uh, I want to know and, and probably the audience wants to know is, do you see a difference within your own self prior to tapping in and now that you're tapping into your inner child, do you see a difference about your, your, your personality and characteristics of who you are today? I would say that more of my fearlessness is more evident. Yes. Mm. I feel that I am more and more heart centered and more and more courageous and able to put myself in really uncomfortable and like the uncomfortable is not as uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> and like, it's actually more fun. Like, Oh, what's going to happen if I like walk up to them and I just start speaking in light language, what would that be like? <laughs> and then I do it and it's like this magical thing. And, uh, but yeah, I feel like I'm a lot more courageous because I'm driven by my purpose to give people permission to be authentic. Mm. So I feel like the more that I do inner child healing and I embrace all the parts of me that I felt were kind of rejected or shunned or shamed when I was a child, I'm now like, I love you. You're okay. We're wonderful. It's okay. We're here now. We're not there. I like how you differentiated that. We are here now, not there. And I I like what I'm hearing in regards to being fearless, being able to embrace that inner child and recognizing that, you know, you can embrace those things that you once thought you couldn't. Do you have like an example of something in your childhood that just kind of resonates with you that you had difficulty and then you were able to get in touch with your childhood and it's like, wow, it's an amazing moment of being able to tap into this and watch my healing process. Huh? Well, uh, well, it's funny because I remember as a child, my father, uh, I was, <laughs> I was one of the, I went to dance class and I wasn't really as good as remembering the routines. Mm. <laughs> and so it would like take me the whole time. 
to get the routine down. So now I'm just like, I would remember about this and now I'll just dance and I enjoy dancing and I'll lead dances and I will get down in the dance floor and I, people will follow me and I just get things going. Like I, I, I dance by my own beat and knowing that like the reason why I had a hard time following the dance teacher and getting the whole routine down is because I'm not meant to follow other people. Mm. And so once I was able to embrace that, like, no, Dean, it's not that you don't have a bad memory or it's not that you're not, in, you're not capable of getting a routine down and you just weren't into it. So you wanted to do your own thing. And so now I embrace my own dance style and I'll go out on the dance floor and I'll freaking win the dance contest at 50. <laughs> and that's awesome. <laughs> you know, and it's like we need people to have a beat of their own drum. I missed being able to talk to somebody. We may have differences of opinion. So what? It doesn't mean that I need to cut you out or you cut me off because uh, I can't agree with that. You know, mm. so what? That's what built America was the differences of opinion. And it, our artwork expresses itself. Right. You know, and the art of dancing or the art of various things, it, it helps you to be able to express who you are. And looky here, you are uh, winning <laughs> dance yeah. contest because you dreamt it, you did it. What, it's like that old movie um, with Kevin Costner in it, uh, Fill the Dreams. Oh, yeah, I love that. I think about that often. It's like build it and they will come, you know, create the event and they'll come. And if we don't make if we don't put it out there, then how are we going to know? And so and that's the thing is like I'm so surprised with how like the very the variety of people that I've connected with um where there was some kind of common denominator that at first glance i would have never thought that they would have been receptive to what i'm doing and especially around the light language and or shall i say language of light and the dragons i just you just never know and so i would have a conversation and sometimes i would just be like I know I probably get off topic, so thank you. Um, but it's fascinating because it just taught me how to get outside of myself and see things a little bit differently. That, but all yeah. that helps with you journaling or painting, accepting your inner child. You know, it's so important that we learn how to love ourselves, even with our inner child. And so you kind of, what I'm hearing you say, it's like you meld all these pieces together for you. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It's you being able to connect and come alive. And how has all of this set healthy boundaries for you to say, ah, I don't care what people think. I'm going to do my thing. It's been amazing. I mean, just like, for example, I went to do a vendor event last or two weeks ago, 
And I knew that I was going to be in front of people that I never met. And I'm like, okay, we're going to just put ourselves out there and be ourselves, our true authentic selves. And we're just going to trust that whoever is meant for us is going to come to us Mm. for the whole weekend. It was like, boom, like it was just everything opened up. So many beautiful things happened because I, I allowed myself to be vulnerable and share who I really am. And, and yeah, I still laugh. I'm like, I'm like probably the oldest inner child person you'll ever meet. Like (laughs) the way that I act is not age appropriate most of the time. And I don't know what it's supposed, I don't know what you're supposed to be like at 51. I don't know, but I'm having fun being, who I am because I'm allowing myself to express myself. And I know that if you hold on to energy that is not for your highest good, it creates dis-ease within you. So I want to do all I can to get whatever gunk that comes at me or is around me out of my system. And if that means that I got to shake, I got to dance, I got to move, I got to paint, I got to raise my vibration to get, you know, to, you know, clear my energy, like whatever I got to do, I'm going to do. And, and tapping into my inner child that loves to have fun and doesn't care what people think and get silly. That's so much fun. Why would like why I don't want to stifle that. So yeah, so the writing helped me reconnect with that because when I was a child, I had a even though it was challenging to write, I had so much fun expressing myself when I was given the the opportunity to just show up and be myself. I, I would have moments of being on stage. <laughs> so I'm a little bit of a performer, but you know. Well, yeah. that's the artsiness within you of that performing. And, you know, one of the things as we're wrapping it up here on this, just this segment, because part two is coming with you. And I want to be able to draw out some of the writings that you and I have written for this book, My Two Cents, is coming out. Is, is the fact that sometimes I think we get into the Peter Pan syndrome. We adult <laughs> too much that we forget how to have fun. And it's becoming more evident that when COVID hit, that anxiety has increased exponentially, right? And so it's learning how do we calm our nervous system down and how do we get in touch with our inner child? And one of my favorite all-time movies with Robin Williams in it was the movie Hatch Adams because he moved them to here. You have an elderly woman swimming in a swimming pool full of noodles and it just gave her life. And that's what we need to do is be able to give ourselves permission to have life again. When's the last time you skipped in the rain? When's the last time? Or we're just carrying umbrellas because we're so scared. Right. (laughs) Dina, thank you so much for this segment of our podcast. Uh, To our audience, we thank you for listening. We'll be back for part two to give you an insight to some of our passages and what we're sharing about our two cents of self-love. Take care. 
Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind. Thank you.